This is episode 108 with Carl Hewan. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Why don't I have much energy? Why can't I lose weight? Why am I so angry and reactive? Or why is my partner so angry and reactive? How come I can't control my emotions? Why am I often bloated after eating? What is gut health and the gut-brain connection? What do I need to do to feel better? These are some of the questions and many more that we cover in this chat with the man that I've had on this podcast four times, Carl Hewan, who is a functional medicine practitioner and functional neurology expert. He's a holistic health, fitness and performance consultant, business owner and wellness speaker. Carl's knowledge of gut health and the gut-brain connection is, well, expert level. This is what he does. He helps people identify and improve these key areas of their health in such a holistic and aligned way to see improvements in all key areas. Gut health is fastly becoming a hot topic and for good reason. There's so much evidence scientifically and anecdotally that many issues in our lives can be related back to our gut health. And I'm not just talking about gut issues or internal issues. I'm talking about emotional states, your mental health, your physical health, everything. To address your well-being effectively means also addressing your gut health. Hence why I address it in all my well-being programs. Hence why we brought Carl into the impact journey last year. And hence why Carl and I have created this new online program for you guys. And I'm pumped for this program because I know, actually, I believe those who participate in this program will learn things they can implement that can make significant positive changes in their life. It's called Optimal You, how to transform your gut health and gut-brain connection. It's a four-week interactive online program that will, well, like the name says, teach you how to transform your gut health and gut-brain connection. Each week we dive into some knowledge, which is obviously important, but we also teach you practical skills and strategies you can implement into your lives to make the improvements. Carl and I discuss each of these pillars of the program at the end of this episode and you can also find these pillars and all the information at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health. Who's this program for? It's for people who have respect for themselves and want to learn about and take 
action on positive changes to their life, addressing it from the root cause, your gut. The beauty of this online format is that you can do it at your own pace and you have the material forever. Yes, it is a, there is a start date and an end date and we'll be doing some live Q&As, but as with all of these types of setups that we create, the information is yours that you can come to when it suits your life. We understand people have busy lives and you can access it from anywhere in the world. Listen into this chat with Carl to get a better understanding of what gut health and the gut-brain connection actually means. And then if you're keen to improve this area of your life, which is you, if you care to be a better version of yourself in any way, then you can jump on and claim your spot before all the places fill up. Spaces are limited because we'll be doing live Q&As and working with you to help create a lot of clarity during the program to ensure you get the most out of the whole experience. Don't worry, there's no tests. (laughs) Some people have asked me about that with our online programs before. There's also no scary group interactions where you have to share all your challenges and signs and symptoms or anything like that. It's an opportunity for you to improve these key areas of your life. Check it all out at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health and all this is linked up in the show notes. Okay, now let's hear from the legend himself again, Carl Hewen. Carl, welcome back to Your Life of Impact. This is actually your fourth time on the show. It is, Brett, and thank you for your warm welcome. It seems like it's been a, a little while since our, uh, since our last sort of podcast. I don't know where the time's gone. Yeah, I know. I tell you what, the time has gone. We actually did the first episode together I think I recorded in May or June 2017, released it a couple of months later. That's almost two years ago now. And we did it in your home in Sydney when we were both living there. And now here we are both living in Queensland, just a couple of hours down the road from each other. Queenslanders, geez, who would have thought? <laughs> well, and we're obviously having fun. Well, that's right. And, and aligning with our visions, I believe, because we'd both been talking about this for a couple of years before the move happened. So there exactly. we are, living our visions. <laughs> done. Got to be done. But that first episode, I still get people reaching out to me and talking about that. We because we scratched the surface on a lot of different areas of human behavior and I think it gave people a lot to think about. It certainly did. And as we mentioned, we, we did kind of scrape the surface. But, you know, when we go down the holistic rabbit hole, there is so many things to unpack. And that's what I love about it. Everything is connected and everything is linked and it all works congruently together. For everyone who hasn't heard episode number nine, I suggest you go back and listen to Carl's wisdom there. And if it's been ages since you have heard it, go back and dive in again because there's always more nuggets to pick up. Hence why we're here again today to dive a little bit deeper into gut health and the gut-brain connection. Before we do though, Carl, something random that just came to mind. You traveled to India last year before you moved up here to Queensland and you spent months immersing yourself in that culture. I backpacked through there in January 2007. I want to know from you, what was your greatest takeaway from that trip? 
And the reason I ask you that with a real inquisitive sense, sorry to butt in, is because you're a very spiritually connected human and you would have tapped into that place in very different ways to what I did when I was there as a 20-year-old, I can tell you. I didn't even know what the word spirituality was back then, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Interesting question. No, it was an absolute amazing two months through India. I thought it was two months in India is great character building, as I've told a lot of people and and said to my uh, beautiful wife, it was a a journey of of growth across all levels. But a couple of key take-homes I personally took, and we reflected back on this towards the end of last year when we summed up what a what a phenomenal year it had been, was the the power of purpose and to not take things personally from a growth perspective. What do you mean by that, the power of purpose? What did that mean to you? The power of purpose to me was the importance of having something greater than yourself or, or having a vision or purpose bigger than yourself, something outside of yourself that keeps your internal flame burning, keeps you inspired. And there was a lot of experiences along the journey and some great chats with with people of all different walks of life and different experiences and perceptions. And yeah, I found the, the India and for those of you who've been, I'm sure you understand what I'm, I'm talking about. There's just so many people there, so many different cultures, different languages, different dialects. And, but they all seem to, to work congruently as they do. And I looked at it in terms of if that was New Zealand, Australia, UK, Europe, US, it would be absolute carnage because one thing we do see in the Western world, and this is a generalized statement, but we, we have kind of lost our sense of purpose. And that's where I found or I noticed that just how key that really is. And do you mean by the locals, they're really tapped into their sense of purpose? Every, yeah, yeah. The, the locals on the ground in India, they've just got a, a sense of something greater than themselves, which keeps them going because, you know, as we know, India's got everything under the sun right from one end of the continuum to the other and but i all found i always found chatting to people and unpacking it a little bit more had something driving them what whether it was irrelevant what it was whether it was religious or spiritual or to make a greater impact with family their role they had to play they really tapped into it really wisely and could sense something greater than themselves and that, that was really awesome to see because you know one thing i do as well as i do a lot of holistic lifestyle and performance coaching and for health reasons particular you know we know that social isolation is the number one factor right now impeding our health now being connected having a higher purpose is so important for that and that's where i link those two together from a health perspective to a to a purpose perspective and the power of purpose and it's around it's it's like gratitude right it doesn't really matter what you're grateful for the key is being able to, to sense it and feel it. The same purpose is no different. It's, it doesn't matter what your purpose is. It's you connecting to that purpose, which is which is where the, the essence lies and the magic lies. Ah, it's a brilliant way to put it, actually. I'll tell you what, India is definitely the place that I've been in the world where I've seen the most dead bodies. Did you go to Varanasi? We did go to Varanasi, yeah. That was, that was yeah, very, very interesting experience there. Yeah, well, one thing we, we're grateful of living in more of a, a Western society is that we have access to good quality medical care. You said, you know, one thing you noticed there was a lot of dead bottles. One thing I noticed there as well was a lot of people walking around with health issues that would normally be addressed in a first world healthcare system, which mm-hmm. we just don't see on the streets here, which I noticed a lot in India. And, and lastly, as I mentioned as well, I won't hold everyone too long, but 
don't take things personally, you know, in, in, in a world, you know, it's, it's such a key aspect of ourselves to work and develop because the, the attention and, and the energy it takes away from us and the, the stress state that it can put us into, which impacts referring back to everything in our house and particularly our gut health, you know, is, is vital. And, you know, when you're living in a world where, or in, in, in a place in a country like India, yeah, you, you just observe and sit back in those states and you just look at people just getting on with it and nothing's really personal there. It's just life and it's just how it functions and you just get on with it and, and move forward accordingly and I think that purpose comes into play with, with that aspect of it as well. You mentioned their gut health and one thing I do remember about traveling through India is that I wasn't well the whole time. I wasn't sick, but I definitely wasn't well. And loose stools and not a great way to be. And you mentioned a word just before when you were explaining about sparking your internal flame. And I was thinking of an internal flame that was making my stools a bit loose over there. (laughs) But you are the only person in the world that I've ever heard say that they've travelled through India and not had problems with their stools and with their gut. Yeah, it was quite funny because, you know, you hear – Delhi Belly and all these things and all you going to India and it was never really an issue you know it was I've, I've had my gut protocol plan in place and was very mindful of kind of you know water and you know the, the bits and pieces along those lines and, and food choices and stuff so I was, I was very mindful of obviously from a food perspective and and what things were washed in and stuff but also yeah I had I had a gut protocol I was re-inoculating my gut, for, uh, gut very very well keeping the resiliency up throwing different strains and different bits and pieces in it and I would have been a little bit disappointed to be honest if I'd come back through there with a gut issue being <laughs> considering myself a, a gut expert exactly Exactly. You it did was a great well. challenge. I actually, really, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it because it was like, okay, well, yeah, everyone's talking about gut issues in India. Well, let's go and check it out. And when you say ingesting different strains, do you mean by the the good um, probiotics and prebiotics that we were consuming? Yeah, exactly. With you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, prebiotics were more from a natural form, but different strains of probiotics that I utilize around the over that two month period is what I'm referring to there. Brilliant. And it was quite funny. Like one of my one of my clients when I got back, they're like, "You must be the only person I know that's actually travelled to India and come out with any." without any gut issues. <laughs> <laughs> I say it to a lot of people too because it does does blow me away. But like you said, you are the gut expert, so I'm glad you nailed it. <laughs> well, I actually see a lot of on that topic, you know, a lot of my clients that come to me, you know, with gut issues, you know, and, and not all of them, obviously, but there's there's a high percentage that, you know, you go through and international travel has been one of them um, mm. and particularly into countries like, you know, through Indonesia or, or India. There, there's a lot of different, you know, environments that we're exposed to that can sort of jump on and, and, you know, a lot of people come back with parasites and bits and pieces or come back and go, yes, yeah, since I traveled to X, Y, and Z, my digestion or my gut health just hasn't been the same. So it is interesting. Now let's dive straight in there. What what do we mean when we talk about gut health? What we're kind of referring to is, and I like to use a bit more of a tangible example, is uh, the roots of our tree. You know, they're our foundation to our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health. And we'll go a little bit more into the, the mental emotional side of it later on. But, you know, we, as, as a wise man said many, many years ago, all disease begins in the gut. But on the flip side of that is all health begins in the gut as well, right? We, we have this thing called a microbiome and it's this really unique culture and, and diverse range of, of bacteria that work when in balance, really synergistically together to to promote an amazing process known as our, our health and our digestive system and 
it connects with every other organ in our brain. And on the on the level of organ, our microbiota now, or our gut, is now considered its own unique organ. But we actually have 10 times more bacteria than human cells. So if we were to look at it from that perspective, we want to make sure we keep these guys happy or keep our gut health happy because they're actually, there's, we're actually more bacteria than we are human when we look at it from that perspective. And, you know, when we look at food and our health and our well-being, and we know that nutrition is a, a, a quite an important piece of our puzzle, we're inundated on a daily basis of research coming out around the, the power of our nutritional choices and the effects on our health. But, and there's always a saying that goes, we are what we eat. Well, we're only basically what we, we are what we can digest and assimilate really. You know, so if we can't get that nutrition to ourselves, it's just feeding or getting stuck or putrefying in our stomach. And we are a resemblance of our digestive system. And if we can absorb and break down food, we get cellular energy and energy equals health. So that, that's what I mean by our gut health. Think of it like the roots of our tree. You know, we need to nourish. If you see a beautiful tree or, you know, the gardeners out there that nourish and water their gardens, you know, it, it's the root aspect that's going to really make it thrive. And I always say our external environment is a manifestation of our internal environment, right? So it's kind of like our roots. It's the, it's, it's the, What's happening under the tip of the iceberg that matters? And those, that's our gut health in a, in a nutshell. If we talk about the, the bacteria aspect for people to understand, are you referring to, just to help everyone get a clearer picture, that, okay, so we've got good bacteria and bad bacteria in our gut, so we just need to make sure we fuel the good bacteria? Well, it's kind Is of, it that simple? Not quite. To make it simple, we've got generally we've got beneficial bacteria. And we want to make sure that in a, in a congruent environment, these guys outweigh the other bacteria. And they can be categorized into potential pathogenic bacteria and then transformative bacteria. So the potential pathogenic bacteria, these guys are great. They're actually pretty beneficial in the right amounts because they actually train our beneficial bacteria to become stronger and more resilient. And we actually, like our health, we need a little bit of stress. To, to adapt and, and grow and get stronger. So the potential pathogenic bacteria play that role. They kind of challenge us. They, they keep the good guys on their toes. They grow them in a good way. It's just the number that's really important to take home when we look at bacteria. And then we also have the transformative bacteria as well. And these guys generally come in with, with not so great intentions. Right from the get-go, they're just out to control the environment. And that's what we're kind of touching on earlier, you know, where you see a lot of people can go to a different country, travel, and pick up a totally different form of bacteria that's completely new to their environment and can cause detrimental effects. And we've got to remember as well that we want our relationship pretty good with these bacteria because, you know, living is giving, right? And, you know, when we've got a good communication and good relationship with them, everything works accordingly. Think of it like you really want to get on with your neighbors, otherwise it becomes a pretty challenging <laughs> street to live in, right? Love it. And I think what's a real highlight when I work with people around this space is that when we talk about gut health, we're not just talking about the bacteria in your gut. No, not at all. That, Yeah, exactly. Well, we, we're kind of looking at the, the whole kind of process from, you know, our mouth to our back passage, i.e. known as the anus. Right through that kind of pathway is, is very, very important. And we need obviously certain systems and processes to be in place for that to function optimally. But we're also looking at our gut-brain connection and our gut organ stem. So yeah, it, we know if there's a leaky gut, there's a leaky brain. 
And this is where we talk a little bit more in terms of the mental, emotional aspects of things. And research is coming out on a day-to-day basis now on, you know, the link between these two. And the if there's inflammation in our gut, there's generally incoherency and inflammation in our brain. And that's pretty important to know and take home because we know that we're nourishing our gut, looking after our gut. And it's, as you mentioned, it's not just that microbiome, it's our digestive processes. It's how we chew our food, our thought process that we're in when we chew our food, our environment that we put ourselves in when we're when we're, you know, trying to digest food. Everything has a pl- has a role to play. The, the the microbiota controls how that sort of functions from that aspect and, and controls our immune system, but there's a lot of other factors that are going on there as well behind the scenes. Let's talk a little bit more then about that gut-brain connection. So you kind of mentioned there that inflammation in our gut can actually, so leaky gut can mean inflammation in the brain. How is the gut and the brain connected? Well, they're connected by this little road highway that I like to call it, called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is this little communication pathway portal that basically sends information from the gut to the brain and then from the brain back to the gut. And it's always communicating with our nervous system. Now, if those messages are mixed, let, let's, let's use an example of our mental health. So serotonin, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's, a, it's called the happy hormone. It's a peptide if you break it down, but we won't bore you with that aspect of it. <laughs> but it's, serotonin is, is a neurotransmitter that basically makes us happy, puts us in a good mood. But around 85 to 90% of that synthesized in our gut. Now, if our gut isn't working, that sends a different message to our brain to go, well, hey, we're a bit low here, we're on empty. So if we're low on, if we're a bit empty on serotonin, you know, which is a powerful precursor to other aspects of rest and digest and relax, which links to our to our gut health, you know, it, it, see, it feeds back a signal to the gut to say, well, we're in a stress state. And it's this kind of dangerous kind of loophole cycle that kind of feeds into itself. And that's why there's a really, really strong link and getting stronger each and every day between depression and gut health, okay? And if we can't synthesize key neurotransmitters in our gut, we haven't got the pathway or the building blocks in our brain to take that further. And then the impact on our digestive system is serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. Okay, melatonin helps us get into deeper states of sleep. And we know that when we go into a a state of sleep, we're in our parasympathetic nervous system, which means our rest and digest system. So a connection we generally see a lot of the time is poor gut health leading to poor mental states, poor mood states, which cycle into an ability to rest or switch off. And if we're always on the go, when are we ever digesting or repairing? And this becomes quite a vicious cycle as we move into that. So mentally and emotionally, there's a really big connection between the state of our gut health and then our gut-brain connection. And that's why we've talked a lot of times, Brent, you know, we've had some great conversations around that aspect and, you know, with with your mental strength training program, just the importance of bringing in an anchor to that because I I see all too often and, and... you know, the and see it a lot. And it's, it's, I see amazing transformations when you address the gut, the brain almost takes care of itself. And if your mind or your mindset is your brain in action and your brain in action is incongruent, well, we can have affirmations, we can tap in and, and, and connect into to meditative states and mindfulness states, but it becomes a lot harder. And we have to work so much harder to get things working and 
it comes to a point where do they even start, do the wheels start to spin as fluent and, and as much as we want, or do we kind of jump on and jump off and always kind of revert back to this point of, I've been practicing it, but I've been practicing it, but we, we don't necessarily get the momentum to break through and move to those next foundations when we look at it from a mental perspective. Let's, let's talk about that because you're exactly right. As a performance coach, I'm always looking at a person holistically and a lot of my knowledge around this has actually come from you and I know this is how you operate as a functional medicine practitioner and as a coach yourself. Three of the key areas that we look at and it's not all of them but it's three of them that you mentioned look at with a person is the physical, mental and emotional health. But some of the listeners right now, they'll be thinking, well, I don't really have any bloatedness or constipation or digestive issues. Yeah, sometimes I might fart after certain foods, but I reckon my gut health must be fine because I don't have any gut discomfort. Can you give us a snapshot of some signs and symptoms in the physical, mental and emotional areas that people might actually be experiencing and not even realizing how and why this can be coming from the gut. Yeah, definitely. Well, you obviously explained a couple of you know obvious gut ones from bloatiness and digestion and gas and things like that. But on the physical layer, stepping outside that square as well, we can have chronic muscle aches and pains. We can have skin conditions, whether it's rashes, dermatitis, eczema, things like that. We could have chronic joint pain, RA or rheumatoid arthritis. Gout is another one on the surface level there. You could have fungus on nails and toes. You could have night sweats. You could have brain fog from a mental perspective. Low mood states, generally just feeling quite suppressed. Lack of inspiration, lack of motivation to, to get up and go. You kind of know what you need to do. You know, we're, we're drowning in a world of information. But putting that information into action is a different, different perspective and different game altogether. So lack of drive. Irritability is a big one. You know, frustration, resentment, things like that. That Why? all stem from... For Why? people listening, because that's a real human behavior, right? So we'll get triggered into frustration and resentment as people and like how, yeah, I'm just going to say, why is that linked to the gut? Without going too deep down that process, yeah, as you mentioned, yes, that is, a, that is a human behavior that we can experience a lot. But when we look into inflammation, the body inflammation in the brain, you know, what, what happens when we get frustrated? Generally, we're frustrated from a number of aspects, but if the brain has no energy, or the body has no energy, that's quite a frustrating situation to be in. And there's more inflammation around that space. So it's just being mindful in terms of what is frustration? You know, if the brain is, if, as I mentioned before, if the mind is the brain in action and the, the brain isn't working optimally, we start to spin off, you know, all of these sort of low mood states, low serotonin states, which lead to frustration. You know, you've got this, you're hearing it, right? But you can't action it. And that's frustrating, mm. right? You look at when we go through development stages, when we're born and we go through our infancy and, and childhood and teenage years, you know, what the communication aspect is so vital, you know, and you see it a lot when people have a stroke, for example, right? They can hear you, but they just can't action or take the action. And they get frustrated, you know, or, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia, you know, these states where... People can hear you, but they just can't action it. And that leads to frustration. It's the same when we get into these low mood states. We know what we want to do. We know what we, you know, where we want to get to. But for some reason, we just don't do it. We fall off the wagon. 
you know, and that leads to frustration. It leads to resentment within ourselves at times because we're not honoring our own word. So from a mental, emotional perspective, that's a big connection between that gut and allowing the brain to function optimally. Because I guarantee if the gut isn't working optimally, and as I mentioned before, leaky gut will equal a leaky brain. It's I, I love like, that we're exploring this because I think every human gets frustrated, but it always amuses, oh, I shouldn't say amuses me, but just triggers that reminder within me how much we don't realize as a society how how much control that we have when people say, oh, it just frustrates me so much. Like, oh, it just frustrates me when the person at the checkout is so slow. Oh, it frustrates me when someone cuts me off in traffic. Oh, mm. this frustrates me, that frustrates me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, those things aren't frustrating. You're, you're choosing to be frustrated by it. So what's going on internally that's, that's triggering that? Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like how, you know, I call it like our resiliency space or our resiliency factor. You know, if... If we're low on energy, we're not feeling that great. It's ta- we, we're using so much more energy to move from A to B. When we get there and things don't align, yeah, we, we have a rant, right? Generally speaking, if we're reacting from a subconscious state, we tend to throw our toys and you, that's generally in frustration. So yeah, it, it's as you mentioned, the internal state. If we can get out the way of ourselves and allow things to move forward more effectively, we have more space to control our emotional response. But we need to be able to allow the brain to work optimally to tap into that space. That's all around, you know, as we look into mindfulness and meditation as well, it's just down-regulating okay, the nervous system, creating a bit of space so we can go more into an observer state and tune back into our body's feelings and calm down those nervous systems. And, you know, if the brain isn't working functionally, it's pretty hard to do that. What's an example? You obviously work with a lot of clients. What's an example of someone who might have started working with you not realizing that so they might be really stressed or have some things going on in their life and they're not even realizing until you've helped them address their gut health and then you've seen a change within them it, it works right through to be honest because i mean i'm working with people right across the board and from my holistic perspective i'm always going to that foundation you know I, we need our physical our physical health is our vehicle physically but then that mental emotional connection as well so to become our happiest healthiest and highest ideal we kind of need to tap into that spectrum. So it comes right from, yeah, again, the inability to meditate or tap into mindfulness. You know, everyone's talking about this mindfulness thing. Everyone's talking about meditation. I can't do it. I just, I've tried. I've gone to meditation. I've gone here. I've gone there. I just, I feel like I'm blocked. You know, that that's a red flag. So right people from, would say that to you, sorry? That, yeah, 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 definitely. 100%. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking to enhance and optimize my health. These are areas where I'm finding a kind of, you know, almost blocking me from moving forward. I'm frustrated. I feel like there's a block mentally. Physically, I feel pretty good. My exercise, I generally eat well. You know, X, Y, Z, a lot of the surface level stuff, but they just feel that they're blocked. Or right from the base of autoimmune conditions, thyroid issues, any form of autoimmune condition, when you go in and look at the gut, they're like, well, I actually didn't realize that I had a leaky gut or I had a dysbiosis or a microbial imbalance. And then when you start to tap in deeper and people tune into their bodies more, they become more aware of action. Actually, yeah, mentally, I feel so much clearer. I'm more calmer. I'm, I'm more creative. A creative designer I've worked with for a number of years, you know, going into their, their space, the work that they're now producing, artists, uh, writer's block, things like that, you name it. It comes 
from different shapes and, and, and areas. It might come in from, you know, a, a client recently was chronic immune suppression. So, you know, if anything was going around the office, they were the one that would pick it up or they'd pick it up if they weren't the one that brought it in. And they were just like, I can't get over it. Like, why am I always flawed with something? I'm just never really functioning at 100%. No gut issues at all. Nothing you know, at all. But yeah, when we start to dig deeper into that aspect and understanding that our gut is our roots of our health and it manifests into the external environment, that's a place I go to a lot because as, as you know, on the physical plane and mental emotional plane, all disease can begin in the gut and all health begins in the gut. It's a noisy world out there, mate. And I'm grateful that we live in this information age, but for everyone listening, I'm sure they can agree. It can also cause a lot of confusion when we want to know where to start and what to do and that's why you and I have been discussing this program for a long time and why we've put together this four-week program called Optimal You, How to Transform Your Gut Health and Gut-Brain Connection. So I think it'd be cool if we could just unpack the program a little bit together, give everyone a clear understanding or a better understanding of what we're covering and the why of it. I think the you know the why is obvious through what we've spoken about with everyone can optimize their their gut and their gut brain connection to like you said to live their happiest healthiest ideal. And if that's what we are here to be doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as as you mentioned, it's something we've been discussing for a while because there is a big demand, you know, and it's about clarifying and breaking this down into actionable steps. As we mentioned, if it was, we're drowning in a world of information. And I heard a quote the other day, which I really loved was, if it was just a, if it was just about more information, everyone would be a billionaire and have a six pack, <laughs> you know, and I, 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 that just really hit home for me because it's so true. We're drowning in a world of information and when we become too, when we are exposed to too much information, it becomes an overload and we freeze. So if we want people to take action and you and I are both driven highly in terms of helping and optimizing people become that version of themselves, the, 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 rain, the main why of the course was firstly, we, we, we identified the demand and then the why around it was breaking this information down into actionable steps, allowing mm. people to just get rid of the noise and go, okay, let's focus on these little areas. How can you move forward to, to nourishing that gut and that gut-brain connection? How can you create an environment around that to help you move forward accordingly? And put it into perspective as we've broken it down into and how we've done that of the why of the what is, yeah, firstly laying the foundation. So, you know, our gut health and our gut brain connection, the importance of that and getting people to really understand what that is, why it's important and and how do we nourish it. Number two, food for thought, right? And and I, this links back into what I was saying earlier in terms of the, the, our nutritional choices and our ability to digest that has a massive role, not only our physical health, but our mental, emotional health and, and allowing our, our brain and our mind to function more optimally. So yeah, what does that look like? You know, from a food perspective, what, what actions are we taking you know, to align with that, to nourish our gut, to take away fuel that we could be putting on the fire or, or degrading or, or impairing our gut health? Yeah, I really like this one in module two, what we're going to be covering there with you know, 
as with each module, we're going to be giving those practical steps like you talked about. Some of that will be specific breathing techniques and prob- people probably didn't even realize that there's certain ways that will teach them to breathe that can help tap into that vagus nerve that you spoke about that can help improve that gut-brain connection. But also here with the um, where you're diving in deeper about the signs and symptoms in module two, I find that this is an area where people get a lot of aha moments and it starts to create more clarity, a little bit like the examples you spoke about before and then also diving into what is degrading their gut health specifically and then how to build out around that yeah exactly and that's going to be where you know the the essence lies of the program around these four different modules and tapping into little great actionable steps and you know, coming from a holistic approach, we're going to be stepping outside the square a little bit and giving people some great little take-homes that they can apply in, in their day-to-day lives from the comfort of their own home in terms of, you know, as you mentioned, breathing techniques. And I won't give it all away, but there's a few other little nuggets in there that we're going to tap into as well. And then, yeah, moving into, okay, great. Well, we've laid the foundations. We've got a good understanding. And, you know, we know with human behavior, when we understand the why, the what becomes a whole lot easier. You know, two, we've got some food for thought and tapping into an environment and our we aware of that environment and how are we enhancing it and then we're going into a heal and seal sort of foundation in terms of well healing our gut nourishing our gut sealing our gut if we potentially think we may have leaky issues going on and i just need to clarify here that we're not going to be doing any specific individual testing in this program it's a good general holistic approach to optimize our gut and our gut brain connection specific individualized testing is is a little bit different to what we're going to be covering here this is going to be a really great generalized holistic approach coming from different angles that I'm sure a lot of people haven't kind of factored in before um, and some easy, tangible approaches. And then, yeah, we're going to be looking into what I call it the, the, the 4R approach of just making sure that we are nourishing, feeding, absorbing and getting the, the, the benefits of a healthy gut environment. So taking through people's steps of, of what are the key aspects that we want to do to optimize, restore and rebalance that, that gut environment. Yeah, that one in itself again here on Pillar 3, like you said, that heal and seal, that 4R approach, that will help everyone create a lot of clarity around what choices to make and why. Definitely. And that's, as we've discussed, you know, we, we want to make this nice and clear and and simple and you know, actionable because we know that's where it lies. We can talk about something all day long, but if we're not putting it into practice, we're not really going to get those benefits. And that's that's a big driver behind this program as well. And then lastly, as we move into the, the, the fourth pillar around the epigenetic effect. So starting to look at epigenetics and the power of our of our choices in our environment in terms of how they can impact our gut and our gut brain connection. And this is geared around empowering each and every individual to to take control of their health. You know, no one's going to look after your health as well as you will. And we've come from a, a, a pretty big area where we've almost outsourced our health a lot of the time. And we won't go down that, that pathway today. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, we want to look into empowering ourselves to, to take action because, you know, I always say our health is our biggest wealth, it's our biggest asset, it's our biggest gift and if you're not looking after it, don't expect anyone else to. Brilliant, I love that and in this epigenetic effect in Pillar 4, we're also going to be talking about, you mentioned there, we're not actually going to be doing specific tests but we're going to cover in this last pillar around what tests are great and why and which yeah. ones to be wary of because I think that's a really 
unknown question for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Good point to add. We'll be discussing once we've gone through that platform specific tests around what to look for, why, what would they address? Where does the value lie in that from an individual perspective? Because our gut health is kind of like our, our fingerprints. There's a number of factors and we'll tap into that module of the epigenetics that that can create a whole different environment as to, to uniquely as each and every individual. So yeah, looking at specific tests, what are the benefits of them? How can they help if we need to dig further? And that will be a really good module because again, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of certain surface level testing that may not always give us what we want. So it's just been mindful around the power of testing. I always say if, if we're not testing, we are guessing, but there's a lot of work there okay, to address before we even need to get to that testing level as well, which is, again, the, 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 the nuts and bolts of the program. Absolutely. We could talk about this topic and many other topics for hours, and I'm going to link up, and everyone would have heard me talking about in the intro, how the structure of this program works, how they can find out more info. I'm going to link it all in the show notes. You can jump on and have a look at that one pager that talks about the pillars that we just went through. You'll see everything that's covered in there, and you'll see that it's at a ridiculously affordable price for everything that's going into this program because we're also limiting the numbers because of the time that we're putting into and uh, doing a bit of a lifestyle journal for people. So it is one of those things where, you know, if you do want to get involved, jump on now before, uh, before it sort of fills up so you can get a really good, clear understanding of how to move forward to nourish your gut health and gut brain connection. Oh, I agree, Brett. I mean, the, the value that's going to lie in this is, is invaluable and it's exciting. You know, like I said, we have discussed it for a little while and we're we're moving forward with it now and I can't wait and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Like I said, I'll link it all up in the show notes and I'm gonna, we're going to call it there. I'm going to let you go. But before I do, there's a few questions that I've been asking all my guests that it, I haven't asked in your episodes and I'm just going to ask you uh, one of them. What's, I've never asked you this even offline actually, but what's I have one... washed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a number I'm of times. Of that. <laughs> what's one question that you wish people would ask you more often? Ah, great question. What is one question I wish people would ask me more often? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I back my ability to draw the, the information I want out of people. So that's that. Yeah, I, I normally uh, kind of tap into that space. But yeah, good question. Is there a theme or a topic that you feel like if only those people would talk about that, we could really help them understand themselves or their issues or the world a bit better? Oh, I think, you know, communication is so important and, and social interaction is really, really important for our overall health. And I think, you know, if, if people can just really feel supported and, and create an environment where they can speak, no matter what it is, I think whatever we go back to the individualization, it's kind of like gratitude. It doesn't really matter what makes you grateful. Okay. It's, it's the, the feeling state of it. So I just would really encourage people to speak up for whatever that may be, whatever they feel is in their way. Because as we know, you know, and we can look at the positive side of the world we live in now with so much information, it allows us to share our own experience and realize that actually we're not the only one going through these things. Carl, you're a legend. You're a humble, connected, authentic soul that walks the walk in every element of the human experience. And you're providing an opportunity for all of us to prosper from your wisdom. 
keep shining your congruent light to the world, my man. Oh, Brett, it's an absolute pleasure as always, and it's great to, uh, to, to connect back in. There you go, legends. I trust you took some value from this insightful soul. Jump onto the website to check out the program where we list everything that we're covering, what date we're kicking off, and also details about the structure. Optimal You, how to transform your gut health and gut-brain connection. You find it all on the website at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health. Carl and I are looking forward to working with you all. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.